Tarita Talmidim on page page Kufches. This paragraph is talking about how smother keeping keeping it up, sustaining one's avodas Hashem, and that can only happen when is when a person is doyresh as Hashem, and somebody is seeking the truth and doesn't let up. And we were talking about Hayreni Hashem Dakecha, a halach b'amitecha that a person has to constantly have this tefillah, constantly have this tefillah on his lips, that Hayreni Hashem Dakecha that. Like a, like the Ben Melach, he gave the marshal to feel like a a prince who's who who knows that there is a path that goes directly to the palace that goes to to his father the king, but he can't find it and he's lost and therefore he's constantly davening, he's constantly crying out to 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 ha- to find the derech, to be on the derech and to always be mavakish, to have that rotsen to to. To do what's right. So on Peshkuf Ches, Ben Yakir. So the Rebbe says, Precious son, I've already told you that my point here is not to command you to, to follow the Derech Hashem, to walk on the right path. You know this yourself, and you, you uh, and you, you yourself are longing for this. It's not that you just that I'm asking you to obey me, but you, you yourself want this. But I've come here to try to help you and to try to get you into the habit to know how to go on that derech. And we've learned that you have to be a master and you have to continue in your Avodah Hashem whether or not it's a time when of Aliyah, it's a time when you're feeling strong and you're moving up or it's a time when you're when you're sort of uh, stuck in a place or even a time that you're a Shatipal, even a time that you're going through a little bit, you're, you're falling that no matter what time it is in your life, no matter what you're going through, everything depends upon continuously, continuously seeking the Derech Amis, to continuously make an effort to move yourself out of the, to extract yourself from the, from from the Geshem, from this, from from the uh, from the Gashmias El Hashem. We're still not finished. So now, of course, the Rebbe says that I haven't really finished helping you. I've told you that you constantly have to be—you have to be a person that's constantly asking, that's constantly seeking. But how do you become such a person? The way the person is that even though he knows he's a Jew. And even though he knows he has to shake off from himself the filth, the filth that's, that's disgracing him, that's bringing him down. He here to become purified and cleansed. To return to the king, to Hashem. Even though he knows that, 
He knows it intellectually. This person knows intellectually. He knows that he he knows what's wrong, and he knows that he needs to to change. But his heart is not in pain. His heart isn't broken over the situation. Intellectually, he knows is the he knows what needs to be done, and he knows that his he, he's. He knows that he's not doing the right thing. His life is not being led in the in the direction that that is that is ideal. Nevertheless, his heart isn't broken. It's true that there are times, there are moments when he feels some concern. He's worried about his distance from Hashem. It worries him. But it's not a, it's not a strong, it's not an intense feeling. Vakali, it's not intense. It's not intense, and also it's only, it's very, very rarely that he feels, that he even feels this daiga, this concern, this anxiety over where he is in, in, in the, in the, in his Hashem. But as far as what, what causes him heartache and what is his constant bakasha, that he feels over this world. If you ask him what, what upsets you more, what, what, what's more heartbreaking to you? The fact that your davening today was, was, was cold and lifeless or the fact that, uh, you know, that that, that, that uh, client hung up on you? No, what hurts you? What hurts you more? What's your heart broken more over? The massive of your of your nisham or the massive of your guf? That's the that's the question. And what is it that? Where is your bakasha? What what are you seeking? What are you constantly thinking about? What are you trying to accomplish? What are you pouring your kaifas into? So it's alolam hazeh. The emphasis is that, that even though we all know that we should be davening a different way, even though we all know that we should be more careful with mitzvahs, we should, we should be more, we should be more medactic in, in, in our prayers Hashem, even though we know all of that, the emphasis is that as far as being mavakish, worrying about it and wanting it and thinking about it and, and being driven in that, in that way, so, it's more for Olam Hazah. How could I get more of Olam Hazah? Not how could I get more out of my Avadis Hashem, more out of my Dhabi. Even though we all know that that's more important. How could I, how could I become more strengthened and more accomplished and so on? And what, therefore, what does it help if I'm writing a sefer and the sefer I'm telling you that you should that you should seek Hashem, and that your heart should be worried, that you should be filled with concern and worry over your avodas Hashem. What point is in writing such a sefer telling you this if I don't help you? If, if I don't teach you, and we don't learn how to become someone who worries over Ruchnius, and who's mavakish, and who's seeking Ruchnius, who's seeking Hashem. 
We already repeated this a number of times. <laughs> that without your hard work, or without you pouring in your kaiches, <laughs> so the Rebbe is reminding us, listen, I, I can try to help and I can give you atis, but if you're not going to pour all your kaiches into, into making an effort, so then all of my words and all that I'm teaching are not going to, are not going to move you at all. I'm not going to even pull one of your feet out of the shmutz, out of the filth that you're stuck into onto your neck. <laughs> but even if you're even if you're strengthening yourself in your avoid and you're putting in you're putting in a great effort, I I must show you how to come to this madrega of being a mavakish, of wanting, of seeking. But again, but at every stage, the Rebbe is reminded us that that without that without um, really wanting to work or without really putting our kaiches into it, it's, it's not nothing's going to change, and it becomes just something that's intellectual. Listen, ke'ev halev, being heartbroken, having heartache. Constantly seeking and wanting. It depends upon your hashkafa. Now, now let's see what does he mean. He doesn't mean the way hashkafa is being used nowadays. What does it mean? Your perspective. It depends on your perspective. What does that mean? A wealthy person who's who's fallen apart when he was gone bankrupt, whatever, it's, uh, he's lost his money. As long as his perspective, his way of looking at himself is, as a rich man, he looks himself as a rich man. He thinks, look, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a rich person. And how come other rich people have it much better? And why is it that early in earlier times, in my own house, my own house, things were much more expensive and there was much more pleasure and so on? I'm a rich person. It was something that's uh, it's not working out the way it usually does for rich people. There's not the sewer of a rich person. There's not the way a rich person is supposed to be living. As he looks around at the house, and you see things are falling apart, or he might he might even have to have sold the house, and, and, he, and he's not in that kind of a house anymore. And he says it's a pella that a rich person like me should 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 not have uh, should not have the kind of luxuries that other rich people have. And of course, the terrorist says, "Listen, buddy, you're not rich anymore. <laughs> you're not rich. That, that's that's not that's not something that he thinks about. He's rich." But there's something wrong. So the Rebbe says, "Oz daigus libay kasha." Oh, then he's then he's worried. Is then is then he's filled with concern. The Talmud leyachdom lovakish eitzes eich loshu v'les arshem as Hashem, and he's constantly thinking of ways. How is it possible as Hashem to 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 
to replenish what's lost, to to fix the matzah, because self self, I'm an usher, I'm an usher, and and I have I'm having problems in my ashiras, and I have to masakin, and there's this constant drive to masakin that. The if he has a different hashkafa, he has a different perspective, a way of looking at himself. He says, I'm just a schlepper, I'm just a, I'm just an impoverished person like other poor people. Then he's not going to be worried. Yeah, there's a crack in the wall. The paint is, is shipping. Uh, Panos is not coming in. Uh, the bills aren't being paid. So then... The Rebbe says he's not he's not filled with worry, he's not heartbroken anymore. And he's long ago stopped thinking, trying to figure out aces trying to figure out aces about about uh, how to be rich. Oh. Still he has this hope. That he'll be zayich in the garo, that he'll win the lottery. They had lottery then also. I mean, it wasn't uh, three hundred million dollars. They had lottery. Hein kamaz yivarches also she yiske be garo, veyimse mitziyah veyisasha. And he'll find some sort of a mitziyah. He'll find, you know, uh, he'll find a diamond ring somewhere, and and it'll be misasha. All poor, all all poor people have those purposes. Somewhere you'll see, you see some guy. You know, uh, some poor person walking in, you know, buying a hundred lottery tickets. And spending, you know, his last penny on a lottery ticket. Poor people, when they sit around, they always talk about, if I were a rich man, and uh, and I would do this, and I would do that, and uh, and I would uh, give to this yeshiva, and I would give build this shul, and I would then, oh, my wife, just like that, you know, they will sing everything if I were a wealthy man. Right? It would be good, it would be, it would be good. And this is, this, this is, this is not about kasha. That's not seeking. That's not a broken heart. If you think about it, that's mostly how we talk about our Yiddishkeit. If I were a rich man, right? If I'd be a tzaddik, oh, you would be so good. And, uh, you know, and my tavening, my learning, right? If I were a wealthy man, if I was an Elochayid, <laughs> oh, would it be good? Right? It would be good, it would be good. Oh, I would learn. Yeah, you can put in all the, you know, you can make the rest of the lyrics up. Yeah. Oh, I would learn, and oh, would I dive in the It would be Leibadik. And my children, oh, we would sing Sazmiris, and we would dance around the, around the Shabbos table, and oh, there'd be a Tikkun Hamidus. See, I'd be, I'd, I'd, if I were a wealthy man, I would be proud to greet Mashiach Sukaina. This is not uh, Bakasha. They're chalaynas, dimyaynas. These uh, poor people think of winning the lottery. Uh, this is, you know, and I, I was telling one, I was telling to last night one of the chav that um, so he asked me, he says, Rabbi, do you buy, do you buy a lottery ticket?" I said, "Tell you the truth, when I was years ago, years ago, I used to send one of my Talmudim Friday used to go. Uh, the, the boys and the she used to get used to all buy lotteries. So I said, I told them buy me one also and fill it out." Every week I would get one, but then I would happen is that Friday night, like I'm sitting there, like at uh, like uh, one o'clock in the morning, 
looking at the safer and, and, and you start to think, you know, I'm talking about, you, know, you start to think, you know, it's, this week it's like, uh, you know, it's at 12 million. You're thinking about, if I were a rich man, that's, you start to have the mind, it's crazy, like, it's always, of course, uh, then I'll help this and I'll, I'll, and I'll get, you know, do this mitzvah and that mitzvah. I'll save a little bit for myself. And you have these chalaymas and dimyanis. These are the chalaymas of, of a poor person. But that's not about kasha. That's not about kasha. That's not a hasmada. That's not a cave life. So he says, hey, you're going to find a mitzvah. You're going to find a mitzvah. It's a, it's a pella. You'll have you'll have a person that instead of instead of working, working, working hard, right, to try to earn an Aisha, so he'll buy himself these lotteries. He'll buy himself a ticket. You look at the back of the ticket. It says you have like one in ten billion chances of running, right? You look at the back of the ticket. Try to remember the last time when he had one hundred million dollars. Looks at the back of the ticket, and then he says things like, "Yeah, but it's a stadless." You know, these are the, it's a I have to give the Bereshulam a place that there should be some bracha. You know, he says like, you know, uh, he thinks he's Rabbi Yadizel from the Vardik, you know, he says, <laughs> he, so he's going to, he's going to give, I have to give the Abish to a place for my Ishtadlis. Well, why don't you give him a place by working on something for 12 hours a day? That's also a place for, for the Bereshulam's bracha. No, this you go, you put out, you, you pay a dollar, and then you walk around with Chalai and say, you don't have to work, you don't have to do anything. You just have to say, listen, God, I bought the lottery ticket. Now it's your, now it's your hashtagos. Right now, you, now you go to work. Yeah, so much regular tzaddik. When it comes to when it comes to gashmis, there's a big thing like that. But uh, we're not, we're not like uh, you know, we're not holding by Rebbein Vachai by Chavis Lavavis by these madregas and so on and so forth. This just means that a person is not a mavakish. A person is a mavakish. Somebody who's a hard worker, somebody who's broken over his matzev, doesn't tell his wife, "Don't worry, honey, I'm going to buy two lottery tickets today instead of one. The house is going to get fixed." We're going to pay. The, we're going to pay the rent. It's going to be great. I'm going to buy an extra lottery ticket. Don't worry. The rent is going to be in this month. What kind of a what kind of a thing is that? See here in his imagination, in his heart, he weaves together all kinds of wealthy dimyonis, uh, all kinds of delusions of wealth. In his mind, he has all these different plans. And whenever you talk to this, also you there also different ideas, like Valdiga ideas that like you know that that Bill Gates and Donald Trump never had. Such ideas. And you talk, you know, this is the Baal Khalimus, also all kinds of ideas, and he tells you that yes, I uh, well, a lot of people are interested in this. I have you know all these Lashinas and Khalimus about how, you know, if I wanted to I would be, uh, you know, this, and, and, uh, and I used to be that. It's Chalimus. But his heart's not broken. That's not a broken heart. And he's not in a vacation. He says that with all of his Chalimus, and, 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 and what, he's, what he's seeking is to be able to buy a piece of bread. That's all. That's Lamaisa, his avoda, his work, his bakoshin, his hasmada is for a piece of bread. And everything else he just talks about, it's nice, it's fun, you know, but it's all chalimus. Vidira Yofa, Vidira Cham, and his Dira Yofa is, is in a, is, is the, the whole, the whole is to have a warm cellar. But he's stuck in the cellar his entire life. It's not bakoshin. Cain 
כל עצמך תולי והשקפותך מהו ישראל. This is really 90% when you learn, when you learn the Swarma Gedoshim. 90% is to, is to be, this is what it means, Hashkafa. When somebody asks you, do you learn Hashkafa? Say, yeah, yeah, this is, hash, this is what it means to learn Hashkafa. To have the Hashkafa, Mahu Yisrael. What is a Yid? What's a Yid? What's the, what's the, what could a Yid? What's the, what's the real sewer of a Jew? What could a Jew be? This is, this, you'll see, this nowadays is the ick of what's missing. What's that? What's a Yid? What does it mean to be a Ben Yisrael? You know, when Rav Kook, Zechus Sadiq, the Kosh Levrach, and Rav Kook established the Yeshiva in Yerushalayim, so he put into the curriculum, the first day the Yeshiva was open, he put into the curriculum to learn Kuzari. You ever learn Kuzari? Rabbi Yehuda Levi? Kuzari... The Sefer Kuzri is, the whole Sefer Kuzri is, is to give you the Hashkaf of a Yid. And unless you learn it, if you learned it, then you know what I'm talking about. What's a Ben Yisrael? What does it mean to be a member of Knesset Yisrael? What does it mean? What does it mean to be a Ben Yisrael? Hashkaf of a Yid. It all depends on what your Hashkaf is. Mahu Yisrael. Are you an usher? Are you a wealthy person that's going through a rough time? Or are you what? Are you a poor person that's, that just has some nice colitis? Are you a wealthy person that, 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 that knows what it meant to have Takat Aishir and to be an Aishir and to feel the Ashiris? And that now is going through a time when it's, when it's hard to hold on to it and you have to, you have to constantly, constantly work to hold on and to, and to grow. Or, or do you see yourself as being, as being somebody that's just an audience, as being another one of the people of the world, another one of the schlappers of the world, and you're even a little bit better because you put on thousand film. But that's that's the question of your hashkafa. Even the poor man, I mean, he was once rich. The person who was once rich and now he has the hashkafa of a poor person, still he remembers, he remembers what it was like to be wealthy. And he at least has this, he at least has a dimmion of hope somehow to become rich again. He likes that life. Uh, this is the problem. If it's only something which is intellectual, it's something which he knows that he, in his head, he knows that that was good. But in his heart, he's no longer broken and worried about that. It's just that, he, you know, he thinks about it and he remembers it, but his heart's not broken. But inside of him, he looks at himself in a different way. He doesn't see himself anymore as an usher, as a rich man. He sees himself as a poor person. He's not. He won't be worried, and he won't be. He won't seek. And he won't make the shtadlus limsay shuvas to come to come back to his wealth, to get back to his treasure. And this this poor person in his malacha at work, he'll be lazy. 
he, he got used to being he got used to being this way and he accepted his he accepted the matzah. So Kaini the just knowing that you were once rich and now that you're poor, that knowledge if it's just cold it's it's just intellectual, that's not enough. Hashem Amar Hashem is Baruch said, "Va'noichi tergalti lefrayim, kochem al zroyaisim." The shot in the Navi there is Hashem is Baruch says, "I sent, I sent a, uh, I sent a leader to Ephraim. I sent a leader to Ephraim, who took Ephraim upon his arms, in his arms." And then the pasuk goes on to say, "And Ephraim didn't even know." Who healed? Who healed him? So, what does that mean? So the Rebbe says, "Ha'ov harachman mishtaykeg lakaches is kol ishi yisrael al yedei nevi'a ve'lav." Is the Bereshit sent us leaders? The Bereshit sent Ephraim. It's the Jewish people who are sinning. It's called Ephraim. It's the Jewish people Hashem loves. Ben Yakeli Ephraim. It's the Jew who the Bereshit adores, who who who's not doing the right thing. That's called Ephraim. That's the code word in Tanakh. How much I love you, but you're just off. So the Baruch Shalom sends us teachers and leaders and tzaddikim, and the Baruch Shalom is a compassionate father who's mistaken who he wants to bring us back into his embrace, and he sends us tzaddikim, he sends us good people, neviim. But the, but but the son who is the son who is lost in the in, in what in the Gashmis of this world, and whose soul is is off track, has to has to get back into the habit of of wanting to return, of wanting to go back to his father. The lick price of Zerayosav and to leap into the arms of his father. Kviyach. Vanoichi tergalti lefrayim. Kacham al Zerayosav Hashem margulayson. Hashem's Baruch is teaching us and he sends us different ways of learning this. Of reminding us of how rich, of how rich we once were. Of what, of what it means to be a Yid. Of what does it mean to be? What's a Ben Yisrael? What's the real sewer of a Ben Yisrael? But we also we have to work at this. Your belief in Hashem should no longer be concealed and hidden within you. should be clear and strong. Remember, don't forget. What we spoke about in the ninth parak. Stop a few times during the day and think about this. That Hashem is Baruch, that the world is filled with Hashem is Baruch's glory. But you're constantly in His presence. Especially when you have some free time, think think about this. Why should you waste and ruin your mind with Narish Hashem? If you have a few minutes. If it's quiet, think about Amunus Hashem. And to the degree that you that you strengthen yourself to think more about this, to struggle 
you'll become used to, to what? To, your amunah becomes strong within you. Actually, Tia Kemunah and the Lama Midiya Sayish. So that your amunah will no longer be hidden. See, the, the, the point is not to, not to be just a, a, an intellectual, a Jew who knows what's right in the mind, but to, but to, in, but to, to engage yourself in the amunah. To be to have a chaylik in them when I think, how many times do we do that? Lamai said, people like us. He's talking to people like us to stop during the day, and have and have machshavas of amuna to strengthen their amuna, and to and to think about Hashem's Baruch's presence. So the, it's not just that you you could say all the time, sure I believe in God, sure I believe in God, but you have no shaykes then. You just believe in Hashem. There's no shaykes. The moon has to be strengthened until it's clear and certain and, and powerful, strong. Your awareness of Hashem has to be clearer to you than your knowledge that the sun is shining. This is the, this is the life of a Jew. This is the Torah of a Yid. Even those things which are really beyond our comprehension. But if you, to the degree that you that you try and you think and you think and you bring it up in your mind, they become clearer, clearer, and more certain to you. Clearer to you and more certain in your mind than anything that you see with your that you see with your eyes. It was, uh, I read someplace, I don't think it's true, but it's, uh, it's interesting. I read that in, um, in England, in the, late, in the late 19th century, they were having a, they were having a recital of, of, they were having a recital of poetry. You know, the, the public recital, it's like it's a harsh of a thing, it was like, and there was a competition. There was a competition. So different people, different people who, who, are, who are known as actors and so on, and, and, and public speakers. There was this whole big thing, a whole big production, and what they were, and the, and they, there was like, there was a, it was like, a, you know, there were, there were finalists. It was a whole process, and and it came down to like five very very choshva actors and speakers. And the and they had to read different things they were from Shakespeare, different things that they had to read. And, and, and then the audience, there was a big audience, and the audience was judging. There were judges there. And so the the last thing, the last thing, uh, when it came after like the finalists was the twenty third psalm. It was to read Hashem is my shepherd. There's nothing that I'm lacking. This I shall not want. That was the that was to be recited. And they had uh, and they had the guys do it. It's a Shakespearean actor. There's all these different guys. And then there was this. There was this. Uh, actually, it was the youngest one. That uh, they were all very cautious, but the youngest one was was spectacular. And the and the island was clapping, and the judges were very impressed. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, some old man. Yeah, a dirty black outfit with a white beard. He 
he uh, runs down the aisle, and he and he says with a heavy in a heavy accent. His English is not Shakespearean. He says that he would like to try. And the English is, you know, are very very proper. Everything they do is proper, and uh, and the way they speak is proper. So there was a unbelievable tumult in the, in the theater. Uh, unbelievable tumult. That wow, who, who is it? What is it? How can you do this? This is a, this is a seder. What kind of crazy thing is this? And at the same time, the judges, because they're proper in England, so uh, they also to just to say get lost or to take him out. They had this problem. So then, you know, they thought, okay, listen, he's he's some crazy guy. He's a, a Jew. And he's eccentric, and whatever. He's funny. So they thought, no other other, like it would be. You know, they didn't turn him away. So he gets up in the heavy accent, he stands over there, and he starts to say, In a, in a broken English, he starts to say it over with his own translation. It wasn't even like, you know, the regular, regular translation. He said, so for the beginning, like everybody's smiling, like for the first second, then as he's going into it, you know, people start to cry. And the, the whole place is going crazy. And, and he finishes, it takes him a long time, he finishes it, and he's like all worked up, and the oil is all worked up, and the people then, first it's, when he finishes, it's silent, and then everybody, everybody stands on, on their feet and gets a standing ovation of the judges, and, and it, it's amazing. So, so still they couldn't give him the, the award, he wasn't, he wasn't uh, registered in the competition, and they give the, they give the young guy the award, and the young guy was a nice guy, and after it's all finished, and the, this altar, this altar yid is on the street. So the young guy runs after him. He says, Rabbi, Rabbi. He says, I can't accept this. I can't accept this, uh, whatever they gave some, some award. I can't accept this. Uh, there's not, there's no question that, that, that you won. He said, but, and, and the, and the, and the yid said, no, I, I'm not, I'm, I wasn't in the competition. It's yours. So the young man said, but, but Rabbi had it. And what was that? How how you able to, did did you did you study in the where did you like where did you study like in the you know because like, this guy studied like in every single place and how to read how to talk and all the stuff to do in England you know where did you so the altar you said I never I, I never went to school so how did you do that she so said he said I met the shepherd I know the shepherd she so said that's a good one to yeah, that, that's the whole chiluk. Says I know the shepherd. Hashem very loyal, and as there she have his saviors. The whole world, the whole world is talking like this. Mashavas and it's It's an intellectual thing. It's a cold thing. If we would stop in the middle of davening and say that I know the shepherd, I met the shepherd. It's Hashem's roi. It's not. Just over other people's Hashem Roy is my shepherd, Hashem Roy Layachser. And Venus Deshi Habit Sainim, Amishnahalainis, Mamish every single every single second of a person's life. That that that's the difference between knowing something and feeling something. So the every all the other guys that knew how they knew the twenty sixth Psalm, you know, every, but but this but this Altid he this Altid he he met the shepherd, he knew the shepherd. That's the chiluk. That's the Rebbe saying. He says things that are beyond our understanding. He says Pashati 
The soul of a Jew knows things that are beyond his intellectual understanding. Knows things that are beyond that are beyond what his mind comprehends. But the soul is hidden to him. It's hidden from him. Somebody, I got a call. This is a few years ago, after after Shabbos Agol, I think it was. So there was somebody that uh, you know, one of his friends, like uh, schlepped him into the Shabbos Agol thing. And uh, this Rachmanis, because it was like torture for this guy. So, so this guy called me. Didn't tell me his name. Just said that I was at the Shabbos Agol thing. I said, yeah. So he said, um, I was shocked by what you were saying. So I get those kind of things. So I say, okay, I'm trying to think. I say maybe he's a, maybe he's a like a, a like a right wing guy that doesn't like Rav Cook, or maybe he's a Rav Cook guy that doesn't like the Sapphire. I wasn't sure, like you know, I was waiting to hear like what he doesn't, you know, what upset him, you know, which which Sadiq he doesn't like or something like that. So, uh, well, how come I didn't say anything about the, you know, how come I didn't say anything about Israel Bonds? I, I was waiting to to hear like what was going on in this guy's. He was shocked and he's upset. I said, so listen to this. I'm telling you that Emma's this is what he told me. And he's looking at an articulate fellow. He said, many times during your drasha, you spoke about about Hashem's love for for each and every Jew. Something where this going? I said, yeah. He said, how could you speak about God in such a low way? That God, that God. You made you you you. He said, you know, you went against everything the Rambam wrote, everything the Rambam wrote, and you and you and you uh, made God sound like he is like a like a friend, or like he's a, a father. So he told me that. So I said, um, I think there are a couple thousand sukkim like that. <laughs> I think you know, a couple thousand. <laughs> So he said that's not what it means. It's just the most. You know, he, go, he goes to certain this place. He calls they call it a yeshiva. Chadishis. That's kind of not a yeshiva number. But he, but he, he, you know, he, he said this is. He's just like he was so turned off by using these kind of terms, that 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 the neviim, the Rishon sent the neviim to tell us these things, but the way that he was taught, the way that he was taught. Which is ice cold, you know. Everything's ice cold. Intellect is that this, of course, is not to be taken literally. This doesn't mean this. This doesn't mean that. This is not. This is not. This is not. This is not. And uh, and so on and so forth. And he considers himself to be like this little Maimonidean, you know, Maimonidean. Like he's he thinks he's you know he's a little Rambam. This guy works on with the Rambam, and and that's all they tell him. The Rambam, the Rambam, the Rambam is as if the Rambam Hasusholim wasn't on fire with the Havas Hashem. As if the Rambam wasn't. Wasn't every single second, every single second, every single second connected to this, you know, to, to the Banisha in such a way, to Vegas and the high. It's all just understanding, it's understanding. See, the Rebbe says that 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 even though the, we're limited intellectually, we're limited, but the but the the nefesh, the soul of the Jew, sees things that are, that's way beyond what the mind understands. That's above all the intellect. That's why, 
that's why if you if you pour yourself into if you put yourself into the midst of it, into learning, and you and you and you mavakish and you masmin, that's why you could you could ignite certain things that you didn't even know you had, because you do have them. It's just that your mind doesn't know that you have them. Your mind isn't aware of that. And because the hashkafe, that's what the Rebbe is saying, is that you see yourself as such an oni, such a nobody, such a nothing, and 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 never like this guy that 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 he sees himself that's that's not, that there's no such thing that that Hashem is baruch. What does it mean that Hashem feels love? So I don't know what it means. He feels. I understand it doesn't mean that the that the, that the Rebbe Shalom is you know feels love the way the human being. But I'll be cursed. I understand. We all understand that. But the but the Rebbe Shalom sent the Nevi'im to say it in such a way. And to describe it in such a way, and he told him over and over and over again that this is what it means to be our father, and that we're his children, and that there's and that there's that there's an emes, there's an emes that's beyond our understanding. So that's what he says. It's When you put your koiches into your learning, into your daving, into your kiyum mitzvahs, so in your, in your mavakish, then what you begin to see things, you begin to see things with your nefesh. <clears throat> You begin to look at things with the hashkafa of your soul, of your neshama. That's why I. That's why sometimes you'll hear me the, uh, making a little bit, making cracks about hashkafa, hashkafa, because there's an oil that when they use the word hashkafa, it just means the intellect. And I'm not against the intellect. I think it's great, but but the the tachlis of our life is 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 to Hashem, is dvekis to Hashem. And you could have people that are sitting around, in, sitting around in their bathing suits, uh, around the pool, without their towels cotton, while the while the wives or the girlfriends are passing by talking about hashkafa. But if the endless you have the proper hashkafa, then, then it can't be. Then you're sitting, then you're sitting in the back of a base measure someplace late at night, crying over capital to Hillam. That's the chiluk. Your neshama, your soul, is able to see the amitas the truth, the truth. Not only belief in Hashem that He fills all the worlds. You think more and more about the tachlis of what does it mean to be a Jew, the tachlis of what does it mean to be part of Klai Yisrael. And the tonight, the condition that the Baruch made with us, recently schooler, right? What does it mean to be different? What does it mean to be special? What does it mean to be chosen? Mamlachas Kahan, we're coming to the parish already next. Parishes Yisro's next week, uh, two weeks. Soon as the parish, Kabbalah's the Torah. Parishes Yisro, after Beshalach is Yisro, we're going to be ready to be Makabal Torah again. Yisro school of Mamlachas Kahan and Goy Kaddish. Mamlachas, a kingdom of Kahan and Goy Kaddish. Tavshev Kefam Befam. Actually, Yir Tachlas Azeb Enecha Kedav Ayetzim and Aklal. Think about this from time to time. Try to think about this. So what does it mean? Mamlachis kahanam and this. Hashem has brought told this to you, so that it shouldn't be something which is strange or odd, something which is different. That it shouldn't be sound like something which is like something which is unusual and and, and that I mean, and that and that therefore uh, to to ask you to be a better Jew is something which is unreasonable, or it's something which is extreme. But it should become something that that's partial to you. That this is what you have to do, this is who you have to be. Rag Bainakha Tirish Ba'if and Akha Eef Shalis Israel. 
it should become so clear to you. Your tachlis that till till in your mind, there's no other way to. He says, there's no other way. Without this, you can't be a yid. There's no other. Way. You can't be a Jew without this, without this amuna, without this, without this, without this connection to the tachlis and without the avoda. You you can't be a yid. And if you think more and more about these things, then your hashkaf is going to change. Your hashkaf about what achlal, what is a Jew, what's a Yisrael, what does it mean? And the way you look at yourself. be a different hashkaf. Kedusha al of Yisrael. This higher Kedusha and what in Yisrael and, and what does it mean to be a Yid? Lo yiyu Won't be in your mind, won't be to you like two different and distant things. It's one and the same. We, we, now we do we look at ourselves in, 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 as poor people. Now do we begin to look at ourselves as Aniyim. But you know, we we find ourselves saying things that if it would be if it would be God forbid, it would be a guy that would be talking that way, you'd be you'd say he's an anti-Semite. <coughs> but since we're Jews, so we say, listen, we're talking about ourselves, you know. So see, like we're, the, we're in the gang. So we love Jews. We can't be that we hate Jews. Therefore, we're not anti-Semites. But but the things that we're saying are anti-Semitic all the time. I mean, without putting down the you know. So we have a whole different hashkaf for what does it mean to be a Ben Yisrael not on ourselves and other people. So okay, all the jokes that we make about about all the narishkeit and the Jewish things and all that, and what Jews got to have their minds in and what they're involved in, so all these cracks and all these jokes that really bemis sound anti-Semitic, and if they've come from a non-Jew, they would be anti-Semitic. So they become so much a part of our lives because because we really don't have the proper ashkaf of what is Yisrael. So therefore. The, even if clearly hear about someone that, that a Jew that did this, a Jew that stole, or just you know, well, he made cracks about you know, we don't have the whole hashkafa of the yid. Instead, we should be we'd be heartbroken if there's such a massive uh, that things are not the right way, or there's got to be a Jew that that that, uh, that that stole something. It becomes it could become almost a joke. Among Jews, it can become God forbid a joke about Gezelachim that's taking from going, that's stealing from going. The more Hamish to the Olam, the bigger the joke it is to steal from going. The more Hamish to the Olam. So Hamish Olam, oh, it's very Hamish, and everybody went to the mikveh. It can be a bigger joke about how it means nothing. Goyim and Gezelachim means nothing. I, the Kadmonim tell us that, 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 that that's because that's that's the main reason that Golis is still going on because of Gezelachim, as we learned in Chayshim Mishpah, we saw, we spoke about. What does it mean to take and chil Hashem and gezelakim? So, so where does that come from? It's the whole hashkaf of what does it mean to be to be a ben Yisrael, to be a yid. What does it mean? What does it mean taka? What does it mean taka that, that that there are companies that won't do business with Jewish businesses? What does that mean? Why is that? That companies won't do business or make cracks? Hey, your y- uncle got your uncle this and he did and smell all this and bear all that and uh, and now that now that now that company won't won't deliver to uh, unless you pay cash they won't come to a Jewish business and everybody makes jokes because hey we got away for thirty years we got they got away for thirty years and they didn't pay and they did this and that and they, and the bills accumulating and they got all kinds of kumsum and games and 
So and and we and everybody learns it's a Yiddish Gishef. What's kind of Yiddish Gishef? It's not Yiddish Gishef. It's that our hashkaf of a Ben Yisrael. That we are the we are. It's a strong sentence out to be that we can sometimes be the biggest anti-Semites. Because what the Goyim think about us, we already know. What the world thinks about us should never shock us. The bigger problem is what we think about ourselves. How we think about ourselves. And if we see ourselves as being schleppers and schnurrers, as being thieves, as being charlatans, as being shylocks and shysters, if we think of ourselves in such a way, that your heart's not totally broken over a matzav, that, that's, that's what, that's, that's dishonest, there's something that's wrong. It's only because our hashkaf, uh, our, our picture of what a Yisrael, what a Jew is, and what a Jew should be is totally off. <coughs> the, the whole picture is off. The Amos says that, that the same, the same hashkaf that tells us that Hashem's Baruch is, is holy and pure and is beyond our understanding, that same hashkaf should be telling us that every single Jew is holy and is pure and is beyond our comprehension. And then you look back and you say, then why, if that's the case, then why is he doing this? And why am I doing this? Instead of making cracks, sure, like it becomes a Jew to be a goslin, like it becomes a Jew, God forbid, to be a thief. Or it's something which is funny, or it's something which is even Jewish, to play these games with, 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 with Goyim and, and Gezlakim and all these in Yonah. It comes from the hashkafa of, of, of this is what of what Golis has done to us and what's happened over the years that our whole hashkaf is shiftless. It's not a royal way of looking at ourselves. We don't look at ourselves as 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 bnei hamelech as bnei hamelech as 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 having this malchustic way of seeing ourselves of looking at ourselves. And Mela, if you're if you're a schnar, if you're a schlepper, you do this, you do that. You see people that never, the Jews that grew up all the years under the communists, so hard for them, they come out, it's so hard for them to look at things in a different way. And I had many, many uh, uh, students and many connections to, to Yudin that came out. I'm not talking about the young people, that, they don't really know anymore what it was. The, the, the teenagers now, the Russians, they don't know what it meant. I'm talking about people who lived under communism for 40, 50 years. So to, there's a certain there's a certain mahalach of, of how to think, and Allah shkofa. What was what he made of human beings to, that the hashkaf is hashkaf of animals, and, and how to and how to steal and to get by because without that you can't get by. And to see yourself as being, you're an ish matzliach if you're a better thief, you're a bigger, you have bigger hatslocha. And the whole tzur of Ben Yisrael of, uh, was diminished, was diminished. So before Hashem Ezbar gave us the Torah, he said he made a tana, he made a condition, he said. He said, you're Mamlachas Kahan of a God Kaddish. And when Hashem's Baruch told Moshe Ben Agol, tell us the Bnei Yisrael, Rashi says, don't say anything less or anything more. If, they want, if a Jew wants to receive the Torah, you have to tell him that he's a Ben Malach. Why is that a Tanai? That's a condition in the meaning of the Kabbalah, the Torah. Because, because if you don't see yourself as a Ben Malach, if you don't have these dreams, these thoughts, these aspirations to being something more than what you see in front of your eyes, if you're not a person that 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 has that that sheifa of a ben melech, so then even though you have all the beautiful mysteries of the Torah, they don't mean anything to you. They don't apply to you. It's only written about tzaddikim. So when it says in the Torah, "La'av the b'chol to serve Hashem with all of your heart, and Ezra avodah shabalei this tefila, it means to daven with all of your heart. So you always think that that's talking about somebody else, not me. It's talking about a tzaddik. 
that's not talking about me. Because you don't see yourself in Moshe Ben Malach. So what the Rebbe is saying is that your hashkafa, what it needs to be a Jew, it has to be the proper hashkafa. And that's what he says. The more you become accustomed to thinking these thoughts, and you lift up your hashkaf, your, your, your way of looking at a Jew, or looking at Hashem as Baruch, and your Amunah, oh, then you'll see. Then you're going to see how worried you're going to be. When you detect in yourself or even a little bit of some narish guide or some shtus. But if you see yourself as a nar, if you see yourself as an idiot, so then why should you be sensitive to any stupidities and start of here? I'm a nar, and my life is, is narish. That's all. In other words, if that's how you see yourself, if you. It, it, and if you measure yourself intellectually in such a way, the Mitzvah is that statistically it comes out that I'm an idiot. Based upon, based upon what I've done in my life, in terms of my, in terms of my relationship with Hashem, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm a nobody. And that's your way of looking at yourself. So why should it bother you if, you have, why should it bother you if, there's an, if, if, if something went wrong, if there's an Aveira? And then you see, you see in Elohim that he's so, so upset. He's so worried about the slightest little thing not being right in, 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 in Halach, in Havadis Hashem. And, and, and another person says, okay, listen, it's not a big deal. What do you mean it's not a big deal? It's not a big deal. It's true. If you're a schlepper, if you're a schnar, and you have a huge stain on your shirt, and you're walking around in the street, it's talking not a big deal. But if you're a Ben Melech and you have a big stain on your shirt, it's a big deal. Even if you have a little stain on your shirt, if you're a Ben Melech, it's a big deal. But if you don't see yourself as a Ben Melech, so your shoelaces are untied and your shirt is out and, and your, your whole, your whole mahalach is one that's sloppy and it's unkempt and dirty. So if you're not, if you're not a Ben Melech, so this is okay. So maybe you see a, a Jew that doesn't have the right hashkaf, uh, the fact that this is muktzimun, okay, the fact that this is, so you tell him, don't you, is someone's watching the television, say, don't you know that, do you think that, that, that that's the proper thing for, uh, to watch? So a person would say, I know that it's not, probably, it's probably not something that the Mishabur would approve of. I understand that. But how can we not feel sebrachin about it? Because you see yourself as no different than the people that are on the show. They seem to be enjoying themselves. So? If you see yourself as being as being one of the chayes that's on the television, so then you're also a chay, and a chay is a chay is like watching other chayes. So you also enjoy it. But if you see yourself as as malchus, you see yourself as malchus as ben melech. Then what's a ben melech doing with such as looking at such things or being in such a place where you don't feel that? And what what a person reads? A person's malchus. A person's if a person's malchus digs, so you look at such a thing, you feel. This is something which is for Malach or Ben Malach. But if your hashkof is that you're just a, that you're nobody, so then if you're reading something that's, that has the things that are not right, so you said, you know what, I'm a nobody. This is disgusting, but it's a good shidduch. That's disgusting, and I'm also disgusting. So it's a shidduch. A Ben Malach doesn't look at things that way. That's, this is this is the hashkof that's missing. Not you know hashkof oh oh one. You know I majored in the hashkof. I majored in, you know, Jewish philosophy of this stupidity. You major in... Uh, ben Melech has a hashkafah. It's a different way of looking at... It's a different way of looking at things. 
different way of looking at how, of what do you want your child to be, if your Zoycher Hashem Isbach sent you children. What an unbelievable schir that the Hashem Isbach sent you children. So what, what do you want your children to, so you think, you know, you say, come here, Marisha, come here, come here. You have company over, right? You have your uncles, your aunts, your cousins, everybody's over. Marisha, come here, come here. And you want to impress the family. So you say, you have all the relatives say, Tell them over all the uh, tell them over all the statistics of the you know this you know the this AFL the NFL and and all the uncles and aunts you know that's how you so then you see this is this is the sheaves of a Ben Melech to dress up your kid to look like to look like some little clown these are the sheaves of a Ben Melech that people could say look at that little girl look how she dresses and look at look at her I see sometimes these little Jewish girls that the parents dress them up male a person has bechira chavshes you have free choice. And you make choices about how, how you want to dress, how you want to look. But I think it's Rahman, you take a beautiful, beautiful basmalach, a little girl, she's five, six, seven years old, a basmalach, and you're dressing her up like, like uh, you're dressing her up like, uh, I don't want to say, from from the street. A woman that walks on the street, you dress up a little Jewish girl with all the disgusting, that whole look and the tight little things and this and that. And, uh, because your whole hashkaf is that she's not a basmalach, she's my child, and I, I'm, I'm nobody, and she's also going to be nobody. And then you, and what's your hashkaf? The hashkaf is that this is okay. It's not okay. It's just that we don't remember. And this is something that, that you see. It used to be, it used to be that even a yid that worked 18 hours a day and was covered from head to toe with to head to toe with mud, he saw himself as a ben melech, and therefore he doesn't talk like the guy. He doesn't act like the guy. I means Shabbos. What does it mean to be Shabbos? What does it mean? He doesn't act that way. He doesn't talk that way. Even though when you look at him. He's from head to toe with schmutz, with filth, <clears throat> and his whole life was 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 with the with the lowest people. He had to work, but he had the hashkaf. He had the vision of a yid, and therefore he was always sebrachan that he had to be among people that were talking this way. Sometimes some of you you're at work, and you hear people that are talking about saying things that are not right. They're talking, making dirty filthy comments or cracks if you're in a place with the, with the, the people that are not that are not God-fearing. So they talk say talk about things in a way. So you hear such a thing, do you feel like you have to go to the mikveh? Do you feel like it makes you sick? Do you feel that it's disgusting? Or do you feel, listen, what are you going to do, you know? This is what it is. You, you, you know, you're in the city, you have to go to work, and you have a job, and uh, what do you expect? Are you going to be, you're going to be working with Sadiq, and that's not how it is. You're not, you're not, you're not sitting in Carl, you understand, you have to be at work, and, and this is how it is. Abbas, you have to be, that's true, that's not, that's not anything to, to, to feel guilty about. Of course you have to go to work. But, but, do you, are you hard for, are you worried about it? Are you worried that, that, that what? Are you worried that your head is being filled with filth that comes from, that comes from outside of us? Are you worried? Does it worry you? Does this have any effect upon me? Is this changing me? I have children that I sent to yeshiva that are holy and that are pure, and I have a wife that says tzedekis. And I'm sitting during the day and I hear shtusim and havalim and shmutz, and that there are women that are dressed like 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 my is walking back and forth the whole day. Does it break your heart, lekalapachis? If you're a ben melech, if you're a ben melech, and it has to shatter your heart. And you have to say, I vey, what am I doing in this place? And I, okay, what am I stuck here? But you have to be tzibrochah. That's how our Zaydis lived. Yeah, they lived, they, were, they lived in Shmutz also. But they were tzibrochah by being in the Shmutz. Not that they, not that they made up some fancy explanation of why this is, why, you know, you have to be open-minded. And, and, uh, 
and so on and so forth. And this is fine. This is actually good. I don't see anything against halachah. What's wrong? Who? A lot of religious people do this. That's the Rabbi's talking about. This, this is this is the side. And he ends. We'll just end this paragraph. He says, You'll feel even a little bit of, when you have the right askafa, then you'll feel right away when there's something that's wrong. You see, this is not for me. Again, you'll scream out of Baruch Not what they say, not what all the peasants say. But Hashem, I mean peasants that are dressed in, 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 in fancy suits. I don't mean peasants. Your Emes. And save me. That I should serve you in truth with fear and with love. And the more you ask for this, and the more you seek it, the more consistent your Avedis Hashem will be.